0: Everyone and welcome back to the seventy-eight Amps podcast. I'm Max Higgins, and and this week we're chatting with uh mem- well one member of an ind- of an indie four piece uh, from across the Tasman Sea, New Zealand's Mild Orange Mert. How's it going? Welcome to the show.
1: That's good, very good. Thank you for having us. No, that's me. all right.
0: <laughs> yeah, <laughs> we- we'd like to kick it off by uh, finding out what you've been listening to yourself. So, w- what's been spinning in your playlists, or maybe you've-, you've had some vinyl spinning over the last couple of days?
1: Yeah, that's a good question. Actually, the last couple of days, so. Um, my girlfriend and I are in a Airbnb right now. It's like an old converted church um, sitting on the uh, beach in New Plymouth. And um, we've been listening to Frank Sinatra on repeat quite a lot. Um, <laughs> I,
0: you, you showed me the view out the window before and like the listeners obviously won't be able to, to see it. But it's like you, you, when you say on the beach, it's like literally on the beach. Literally on the beach. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> Wait, if, if I open the door right now, you'll hear the waves. <laughs> and... The scene behind you is like classic, like stained glass window church. Yeah, it is. I mean, does that, uh, you know, did did that just like bring on some Frank Sinatra like crooner singing vibes, or you oh, just?
1: I can show you. It's, it's really groovy and like there's a lot of like kind of old sort of retroness going on here. And the record player, oh, wow. the record player is like super cool. And so we've been like cooking or playing chess together and just um, listening to Frank Sinatra. It's been lovely. That's awesome
0: what a great environment just just hanging yeah. out by the beach listening to some frank sinatra yeah oh. yeah uh,
1: <laughs> yeah i think and also what i don't uh, I, I, mean, I can't really think what else i've been listening to we're listening to our music quite a lot because i just tend to do that <laughs> um, yeah uh my mum showed me a song called why worry by dire straits the other day which has been on repeat oh nice yeah
0: that's awesome! It's always nice to get some like hot recommends from the mum too. Yeah,
1: mum's pretty good for sharing music. <laughs> yeah.
0: Well, we're here to uh, we're here to talk about your third album, which drops next week. Looking for space, and you've kind of described this album as a way to envision a whole different world while you've been sort of stuck in the pandemic. Uh, given how, I mean, given the last year, like how literal is the title "Looking for Space"?
1: Um. Yeah. Well, I mean, you can process it. Many ways. Like, I mean, there's the the literal sense where you're looking for space. Like, if you're looking literally into space, which is, I I, I kind of like the irony because if you're looking for space, like space is everywhere. So you're trying to find something that's always in front of you. Um, <laughs> yeah, you know, and and you can get quite deep on that. Or um, looking for space, like finding out where you are, where you fit in in this space, where you fit in the universe. I think it touches on that quite a lot for me. Um, and yeah. I guess it, I, most of that's kind of where it resonates with me the most. That's that meaning.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Do, I mean, how? I mean, how else did your physical environment kind of influence the the songs that you kind of put on this record? Because it it seems you guys were in confined yeah. in lockdowns and then going to bedrooms and beach houses and hmm. recording studios. Like, how, how do those physical spaces really impact what you're putting down?
1: Yeah, that's the other big one. Eh? How um looking for spaces and how different spaces influence your creations or just you and your mood like uh i think this goes for everyone no matter where they are um but yeah we found ourselves in six different places to record this so we were in um oh the first one was in Bannockburn, which is it's kind of like this mars looking town it's the most inland town in new zealand um <laughs> that's where we started recording it was pretty cool but like we were there and uh, had this like inversion layer which got stuck which is like crazy fog that you just can't see further than like 10 meters from and we were stuck in that for like a few days and so like we we're recording and it was just like you couldn't see anything but we were meant to be and then like you'd see little hints of Mars out there and so that was a cool space to be recording that's where we did <laughs> um, a couple of the like more big songs um, and then uh, we recorded in Carters Beach in Westport which is another little beachy town like pretty similar to Rome right now we're like right on the uh, water and there's horses roaming around in the back, and then it was just the ocean on the other side. And that 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 I think the recordings that came out of there were quite free and yearning to like like yearning for that space and and really like welcoming how free we're feeling out there because there's just no one else around. Um, and then a, a bunch was done in my in my bedroom in Arrowtown, which is nestled in the mountains and that that space. Uh, uh, yeah, I mean yeah, I mean there's there's a bunch of places, but I, I think. Um, I think it's really hit home how being in different places can really influence the way a creation comes out or even sounds.
0: Yeah. Do, did you, like in your mind, do you associate specific songs within the album to specific places or, you know, obviously yeah. once this goes out, it sort of all changes, but now when it's kind of like yours to keep for this, for the next couple of days, is there that sort of definition within the, the album?
1: Yeah, yeah. Well, I, I when I hear things, I, I tend to like visualize like where, what what goes hand in hand with it, and that goes quite well for for the videos and things. And so I think I think some of the videos show spaces, but then the ones that don't, I, I do tend to have quite fond memories of where they were recording, where we were standing at the time, and, and it kind of throws you back to those things. Um, you know how the weather was at the time, and and all the little factors that you might not have assumed mean
0: much at the time or <laughs> add up to to that moment yeah yeah hey if you've got some creepy like <laughs> the shining town with an like a fog, fog all around i'm sure that's gonna like yeah really imprint on your memory right.
1: or if you or if you're wanting to make like some banging club music it would be pretty dope like producing in a, in a club with all the
0: lights and stuff like going on <laughs> <laughs> And so, Get, yeah. you produce in there and then go straight on the dance floor. Yeah, you
1: keep jumping from either side of the speakers, and yeah, uh, <laughs> um, yeah, straight to d floor Yeah, no, I think, um, so like the spaces we're in, um, I think you know, I think we're, we're all like mid 20s wanting to see the world again and, um, and try and figure out kind of like where we fit in, in the big picture and or fit in the universe or just fit in how we find ourselves. Um, and I think the places where we were were at those moments were um, right where we were meant to be at that time.
0: <laughs> yeah, right. Yeah, it, exactly. all, it all felt right, you yeah. know? Well, that's, I mean, better than if you, you get to the end of the album, you're like, man, that felt weird, that whole thing. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah. No, I think for us is feeling right, I think. And and speaking of kind of yearning to see the world again, um, one of the sort of standout tracks to me is The Time of Our Lives, which... Um, you know, lyrically speaks a lot about visiting Japan and also happened to be the first time that you guys sort of stepped into a, like a premium studio to to record a track. Was there, were there any sort of, you know, old habits from bedroom recording that you had to kick or anything like that? Like, how was that experience? Well, that one, yeah, I know that one was
1: actually mostly done in Okura in a living room. So, oh right, yeah. So I, I was like, re- reflect. I was looking out into the ocean one day, just kind of re- like, of a bit frustrated with not being able to leave and wanting to go travelling again because it's just like my favourite thing to do. Understanding why we couldn't though, but um, <laughs> yeah, but uh, it was yeah, it, it came together very like janky, and it was like what you hear is quite a lot of the, actually the demo. So right. I put together like the the drum beat thing and um, a lot of the swelling guitars, and then and then Jar came over. Later, um, I showed it to him like the next day and then he added that like xylophone and guitar and those, all of those stayed in there and same with my original vocals were all stayed in there. Um, but it was the bass and um, additional drum work that really got kicked up a notch in the studio with Paddy Hill, who's um, studio manager at Round Hill, Roundhead Studios. Um, and we went through ages trying to... Uh, program Jack's drum so they kind of had that 80s drum sound because to replace the to replace the sampling sort of drum beat that I'd put on there we did Jack for real and made it kind of sound like that so I don't yeah the process there was pretty wizardry like wow stuff. <laughs> <laughs> yeah I can't, I can't quite like grasp my head around it but patty patty is a sonic wizard it was pretty cool I don't think the song would sound the same if we hadn't ever gone to see paddy and, and roundhead he really brought so much life and size to it yeah it was like with this album a lot of the songs were getting too big for my laptop and too big for the the bedroom to be able to you know <laughs> do because on the past two albums i've just engineered and mixed them um, just with ableton with all the stock plugins um, and this time t- uh, i recognized that, we needed to take it to groundhead and was petty to like really realize it. they've got all of the equipment and petty's expertise.
0: Yeah. It's, it certainly stands out on the album as yeah. Having a certainly different like texture or quality to it yeah. than, than all the other tracks. Do you think, you know, as you're saying, every track sort of felt like where you needed to be, did that experiment kind of, you know, is that an experiment in a, in a studio where you're like, love this, let's go back in. Or, or are you sort of like now like done that, let's go back to the bedroom recording.
1: Um, no, it's, I guess it is still just whatever feels right. It's like whatever, just putting yourself in all these different moments and letting them happen. Also, like bringing yourself to the water to drink, you know, to, um, yeah, you got to put yourself in those moments and also have the discipline. But I I think I see us in in a studio again, and I also see us doing things as we have converting bedrooms or living rooms to houses just because it's so free and you're on your own time. Yeah, I think like that's been kind of the. One of the biggest reasons has been like because we can, we can put all the budget onto having a cool house or whatever, and and then and just bring all of our gear in because we've got all the stuff for studio, and then spend as much time as we like in there, and then we can go into the um, studio when we have a better idea of what we're trying to do, and then polish it and um, and then really bring them to life with that last sort of push.
0: Yeah. No, that make, that definitely makes sense, especially if you yeah, as you say, recording different pieces in different places and, and sort of like getting that, that vibe. Yeah. One of the, um, sort of like comparing it to, to some of your, your early, what the first two albums, especially foreplay. Yeah. Looking for space probably lacks, I guess some of that sexy flair that comes <laughs> from like the, the aptly titled foreplay, yeah. uh, you know, was it to, kind of tough to, to, to feel that sort of, you know, schmoozy confidence when you were in the writing process because of of lockdown or was it just you wanted to go for a completely different angle entirely yeah again like
1: i don't think it was ever really super intentional how we're meant for this to come out like we had spoken a while ago about how when when we're able to when all of the pandemic's over and stuff we want this album that we can absolutely explode on the live scene and that's what we've created so it's like live this a lot of this music has been made recorded in tandem with testing them on the road in new zealand and seeing how the new zealand crowds have been reacting and just like we wanted something that yeah so when the return to live music came that we'd be able to just explode and create this amazing moment so i guess with foreplay you know that that actually unintentionally had that bit of a sexy vibe and i guess when we when we named it that it it really hit at home but (laughs) i think there's little touches of foreplay on this album still um but there's a definite like progression a natural progression for us yeah and i think i think fans of the first two will find find things that they can relate to from the from the previous albums and this one but they'll also find a new world that we're trying to that we've carved out whether that be in, intentionally in, in some parts or unintentionally just experimenting um but the whole the whole way we've done what we thought was uh, felt right and that we wanted to see in the world
0: yeah Rewinding a little bit, I, I suppose, for, for some listeners who may not sort of know the Mild Orange story, you guys met at University of Otago, right? Yeah. Yep. How many uh, Hyde Street parties got, got Mild Orange performances?
1: Ah, we, we didn't perform at Hyde Street. We did a couple flat parties, though, eh? Uh, um, <laughs> and they're pretty ruckus. Like, definitely different to playing gigs these days. Our first ever gig was... um, It started off as just me and Jar, like, on the guitars. Um, and our first gig, I think... I think we called ourselves Ja La La for the first gig. <laughs> yeah, and it was just two of us. Like we were playing like those four play songs, um, and it was just guitars. And then there were, we had one song. I think it might have been my site where Jay would um, halfway through the song drop his guitar and run over to a drum kit, and like, and then and then we'd get that influence of drum and bass. And we were just like yearning for the drum and bass, and that's when we got Barry and Jack involved. And we, um, yeah, actually, when then we start, we played our first gig with Marlon's Dreaming. Do you know them? With who? Sorry, Marlon's Streaming. I don't. I can't say I do actually. Very cool New Zealand band. You should, uh, from Dunedin, you ought to check them out. Or everyone listening, oh, check I'll, them out. I'll,
0: I'll definitely. Yeah. Uh, I'll definitely add them to the list. That's. They sound. That sound pretty sick.
1: Yeah. So we did the yeah the, the flat party
0: buzz at the start. It was cool. <laughs> There's always a certain like. Um like bands that cut their teeth on, on house parties kind of, you know, like they, when they bring it to a live stage, they've still got that energy. Like, yeah, you know what I mean? like it's I, real raucous. I agree. Like,
1: like I think, cause we, we, you know, we have a few of the slow songs, which, um, you yeah, know, we weren't gonna play at the flat parties really. Cause everyone, <laughs> everyone's pretty booze and like keen to party. And so I think get some can, slow jams for people in the bedrooms. So. <laughs> yeah. That did influence us from the start. Like we, we would try try create these things that would be like really fun to boogie to um while you're partying um which was i think that stuck with us and it stuck with us in our live show because i think like new zealand crowds can get quite noisy and boozy and be carried away with that and so sometimes kind of have to out vibe them so that <laughs> they're not like you know what i mean like Oh, yeah.
0: Yeah. Trust me, I'm from Brisbane. I know Queensland (laughs) crowds and New Zealand crowds get pretty similar. (laughs) We're never
1: going to be that band to be like, oh, shut up. We're going to be like, (laughs) we're going to try to play as groovy as we can. So then it's just like irresistible for everyone to want to dance. And so that's like influenced us, I think, or going all the way back to the house party days.
0: Um, 100%. Yeah. And when you guys came together, what what kind of like music did you bond over? Because I often find that bands that start out, uh, you know, a fair bit younger, especially university, they, you know, they bond over a certain type of music, and end up making end up making music that's completely different. Is that the case for, for Mild Orange, or is it pretty in um, line? No, I, like I don't think Jar ja and I went listening to lots of music together. Like
1: whenever we were doing music together, we were writing. We were just like literally just jamming our guitars together, and um, like we, we found it a, a more fun just jamming and really. Um, but he he loves a lot. He was loved and quite into hip hop, and I was. I've always been into well, at that stage, I wasn't quite into like electronic music, like Mount Kimby and um, Washed Out. Um, nice, yeah, like those are my two two big, huge influences back then. Um, yeah, but then yeah, I guess because we're both guitarists, we, we started making guitar music primarily, and um, so I, I guess it probably has influences from those things. But yeah,
0: <laughs> I'd love to hear like like a like a full on electronic redoing <laughs> yeah some of the tracks but <laughs> yeah. well, i think i think like uh i oh, yeah,
1: actually yeah Jard been listened to a lot of kendrick and I, I think we've taken we're well, not taken but i think elements from uh, all of those artists influence us like their their patience and their and their their um, attention to vibe and stuff i don't know they're, they're just great
0: <laughs> no for definitely definitely when you yeah when you shouting out kendrick no one's going to be like well, I'll hang on <laughs>
1: He's he's so good.
0: Yeah. And then, so you, you guys sort of had this massive blow up globally with the track. Some feeling sort of going nuts on 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 YouTube. And then you 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 did some European t- tours, selling out. Was there ever a, like a, a city or a country where you were like, "No, nah, there's no way there's mild orange fans in in this part of the world," and then yeah. you were just completely surprised? Yeah, it was our
1: first our first show ever outside of New Zealand was in Budapest. <laughs> you know, Hungary. It's like. Um, and so, like, we arrived to Hungary for the first show and we had, like, a few days there before and, like, they quickly realised that no one spoke that, that much English and, like, we haven't travelled much. And then so we get there and, and then we, we show up to our show and, like, there's so many people there and we we're like, no way. And then, like, there was, um, there was like, Hungary, this Hungarian music TV show was there to interview us as well. It's quite cool and we we're, like, blown away that, like, they're into it and then so we got to play the first song and they knew all the lyrics like all night in english it was, it was like that was pretty surreal that was like definitely a surprise and blown away
0: <laughs> when i think of like maybe a hungarian gig venue i'm thinking like some dingy little like nah, underground like, club
1: no nah, it's um we played it uh sorry what's it called a38 it's like a um it's a like a boat like a barge that's on the oh, on the button but uh danube river and the top floor is like a whole, whole like concert venue stage and so it's like still floating on the water and it uh it's it's run by one of the stages at Zaget. oh yeah right yeah they 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 run the venue um that's awesome so we played there and so like you're just looking out the side of the boat and you're just seeing like you know that you know the parliament building you can see that out there and like
0: just that was so cool <laughs> did your hungarian get any better
1: uh well yeah I, no but <laughs> i did i every every uh country we went to i learned the um you know the intro on foreplay you know like oh hello how are you are you ready this is foreplay i learned that in every local language let's <laughs> start each set so i'd say i don't even know what it is in hungarian anymore but you know start the set in hungarian um, it's quite good
0: I love the idea that you're writing a cheque that you may not be able to, 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 to bank there. Like the crowd's like, shit, he speaks Hungarian. You're like, mm. sorry, That's not fair. there. <laughs> yeah.
1: No, I, I, do, I do, do like on stage, we'll try if, if we're in a country where it's not um, English first speaking language, I'll try as much speaking their language because um, it's, yeah, it's pretty big ass for them to be listening in English all night, I guess.
0: Yeah, that's, a, that's I guess it's pretty. You know, you put the effort in. Shows you having a crack, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's better to have a try and like absolutely, maybe botch your pronunciation than just like not to.
1: I think. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah. You mentioned right at the top that you 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 do listen to a bit of mild orange, you know, a few mild orange tracks when you're you're getting about, especially when you're skateboarding. Yeah. Uh, my question is 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 it time to reach out to Tony Hawk to be to be put into the next pro skater remaster or how are you playing that? Oh, wait, you
1: mean like me being
0: it? Well, character. you or the music, <laughs> both, unlockable character. Yeah. Uh, after Spider-Man. Yeah. Hard. Uh, or, or you mean get Tony into the next music video? You know what? Both ways. I feel like you can work out a Contra deal. Yeah. Mild orange music in the game.
1: Oh, that's what you mean. Oh, sorry. Oh. I thought you meant like a character. Yeah, no, like, oh, you mean to the soundtrack. Oh, my God, that, that soundtrack is like, oh, it's like the best. <laughs> Just, just gonna like
0: put you guys in just ahead of fifa fifa's pretty good that's just ahead of the FIFA sound <laughs> i feel like though fifa's like consistently good over like you know the last decade it's been solid but like you always come back to tony hawks you know what i mean like yeah. that's the classic old it's and it
1: just like you hear the right the right track comes on you're like oh i'm thinking of myself being like seven years old like sitting playing on a ps1 Absolutely. <laughs> Just guerrilla radio by Rage Against the Machine. You're like, fuck yes! Yeah, exactly. <laughs> that would be that would be absolute goals to be in there. I, I did try up try sending our music to be in Skate Four. Oh, sick! I'm am a mad skate fan. Um, yeah, I spent to the top one thousand in the world on uh, Skate Three when it came out for online. But that is a only for the first a- week. I was playing it like heaps. But yeah, no, I, I love those soundtracks too. That's a pretty good
0: flex. You should you should whip that out more often. I did a deep dive on you guys and I didn't find that. So I was
1: playing it. <laughs> yeah.
0: Oh shit. Well, that that's an awesome fact though. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. You, you've probably got as as good an idea as I do, but um, you know what what's the rest of twenty twenty two look like for Mild Orange? Do you have plans to to come across the ditch to Australia for some live shows? What's What's oh, coming up?
1: Yeah. Well, first firstly, uh, I gotta say like. We've tried about five times, like we've, we've had dates booked about five times to come to Australia, but we've we've been like so close to pressing pressing the button to announce, and then we'll get like an, another news of like oh no, another, another lockdown or something. And um, <laughs> so like Australia is the top top priority for us because we've been trying to go there for like we've never even played in Australia, and we
0: live <laughs> like right next to you. So, but we can't trying- guarantee any good Hungarian like speakers here, to be honest. <laughs> yeah
1: yeah i'll open the set in australian what oh, like, <laughs> an accent on <laughs> i'd <laughs> be there for it <laughs> yeah. um yeah nah um but yeah another this year, set this year we've got a bunch of touring ahead of us um in about three weeks we're heading to london we're playing an album release show oh actually well, in a week from now because i think we recorded this a little late earlier i mean um yeah so we'll be in london very soon and then we'll be in the states for a us canada mexico tour um, and then later this year we've got uh, europe in september we've just pushed it to september and so hopefully we'll fit australia in as soon as we can like yeah very very keen yeah. <laughs> we're not able to return to new zealand though so we're going to relocate to london because the borders oh are, hell yeah yeah the borders are still shut but we want to go touring again and Doing stuff so we, yeah we can't come home to relocate to london
0: <laughs> Yeah, hey, it's it's a, it's a time-tested strategy hey yeah
1: yeah cool. <laughs> we're, we're looking forward to it it's going to be like a bit of a challenge or um yeah it will keep us on our toes which should be cool
0: yeah definitely well uh looking for spaces is, is out everywhere next week february 10th and uh you can listen to oh yeah and all the other singles from the album right now any way you'd like. Uh, Mert, thanks for, for taking the time to have a chat with us today. Thank you very much. Yeah, cheers.
1: Should make sense? bunch of something, something that lay down deeper in my mind than I knew, and I wasn't quite sure what was present at the time, until I reached and expressed how I felt.